Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our fourth seat by first-time guest, the hilarious Ben Sheehan. I am so thrilled that this started off with Papa Roach parodies, and I can only imagine that Puddle of Mud is really disappointed to have been left out of this. Uh, they'll <laughs> get there. They'll get there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that. I <laughs> know. You're right. We don't mm-hmm. know. Ben, how are you doing? Uh, we're doing okay. Uh, you know, going on week... I don't know, seven, eight of quarantine and uh, yeah, what are we? sick of everything we're eating pretty much is I think where everyone yeah. is. Yeah. I don't count. Um, is it eight? Is it seven? It's probably close. Uh, let's see. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ooh. Yep. Start and your dance routine. Start your dance routine because it's five, six. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're going full out on this core now. That's uh yeah, I would have had no idea. I I that that's good to know though. Are you um, just eating kind of the same thing? Is that why you're saying you're kind of getting into the the like boredom of the food? What's going on? You you said that getting, first. What are you sick of? I know. Well, look, I'm saying that, you know, I, I I may have a limited range of things that that I can make and uh, you know, you're going to the same store over and over, you're kind of falling to your your routine and I think it's on me. It's really really this is me talking to myself. It's my responsibility uh, to <laughs> either expand yourself. the grocery stores or to expand my uh, uh, slate of things to uh, to make. What do you? Oh, I mean, give me an idea. What's your thing? What are you making thing. over and over that is starting? Also, to- I'm I'm t- I'm saying I'm making this, but really, this my my girlfriend is a very very skilled chef, and she makes way better food than I do. So this is this oh, is me talking yeah. to myself and my shortcomings. I'm reminded of every day. Um, really big <laughs> on uh, you know the uh, uh, the right mix of additions to a smoothie. You've got your frozen fruit, but it's like adding a little bit of ginger, adding a little bit of honey, adding a little bit of the right powder. Something oh, to kind wow. of spice it up a little this bit. This is intense. This is like yeah. some high level stuff. I don't even fuck with smoothies, yeah. but more power to you. A powder? I can't even imagine. Like what? Maca powder? A little. Um, there maca? is. <laughs> is that we green? Got this. Is that the green one? I don't know. The, is this some shit matcha. people I know who live in matcha. Topanga matcha. Canyon? Topanga Canyon talk about. We got some. Miles calls it maca, but it's matcha. We got some random like mushroom powder in the mail mm. and that I don't really, I mean, not like, like just sort of like a regular dietary supplement powder and I'm not entirely sure it does anything, but you know, we're, we're experimenting with it. We're seeing right. where it goes. Yeah. Experimenting with mushrooms. And it's ha- a great time to do that during <laughs> Qua. And are you no. publicly dating Jackie? I am publicly dating Jackie. So we can Johnson, mention yes. that is past guest. Wow. You can mention that. Double wow. J. It's uh, a fan favorite. First, first actually got me hand washing much better the last time she was on the show because I think her myth was about hand washing, about how long you yeah, actually. That's right. And that was months before. So wow. you know, in a way, Whoa. I owe her my life. I mean, maybe she started this whole thing <laughs> just so that she could uh, you know, <laughs> be right about that. Get her be yeah. right about that. Wouldn't put a past her. Mm-mm. Jackie Michelle. Sophia, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Okay, so um, if you at all follow me on social media, you may know that I am trying to raise an army of crows in my yard. 
Um, so that. I've been Googling a lot about the crows. To, to Grow on me. Grow on me. <laughs> I, I'm lacking crows, English right? soccer right yeah. now, so I had to scream that. I, I'm trying to really just, uh, I mean, they have the intelligence of three-year-olds. They recognize faces. So I'm just trying to get them on my side now. And What are you doing? To like- um, I'm feeding them. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to say things that they might like to hear, like, who's a pretty bird? I don't know if they enjoy that, but that's what I've settled wow. into. Not who's an intelligent creature? No, because I'm like, they're so plain. They probably need to hear it. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, like I and I'm trying to learn how to tell them apart. Like, I think I can only tell them apart a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's but three they can of them. tell us apart. So who's got the intelligence of a three year old now? <laughs> they can oh, well not yeah. me clearly so i mean unless you, unless you unless you like tranquilize them and paint one of their toenails or something yeah i know right it's gonna be hard <laughs> yeah uh or so talons, I think I know. whatever you'd call that a claw i think one charles is the big one <laughs> crow petty um yeah they're they're super smart and oh, they hold like lifelong grudges and shit oh they're, yeah that's why terrifying. i'd like for them to become my army now <laughs> yeah before what, it is I mean, too late What's your long-term goal? What do you see yourself doing in your dreams? You wield this, you know, unmatched crow power. I just kind of roam the neighborhood with my murder. And are they flying behind you like Khaleesi? Do you do they hop along next to you on the ground? I picture some of them on my shoulders, and then the others like hop from tree to tree as I walk. Whoa! To like follow me along. Whoa, that's, that's the cool. dream, you guys. Is there one like, and then you have one who's like the scout up ahead, who's just kind of checking everything out, up, you making sure everything's good in case yeah. you need to make it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta have scouts, obviously. Everyone that's has good. to have an important job, you know. I want my crows to feel like they're all doing something. Yeah, it's a good. Like, I am fully insane. Energy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> someone told me that uh, they like it if you leave them shiny things which i already knew that they stole shiny things but i didn't know if like they would take them if you just left them so then Mm -hmm. i took some tinsel and i made hearts out of it because i'm again very lonely (laughs) (laughs) and oh oh my god they did not take them so obviously that makes me love them more so they're just playing hard to get that sounds like a crow yeah classic crow stuff i've had a a larger crow presence in my backyard which is leading me to the question are crows taking over like our our yards or are are these advanced scouts from your crow army and you're going to invade my backyard oh obviously we are scouting everybody's yards but it's just for your own protection I mean, okay. I'm not saying we're going to invade you. Security I mean, that's detail. jumping to conclusion. Yeah. It's just yeah, a neighborhood right. watch situation. Yeah. yeah. They've just yeah, shown yeah. up to protect your oil reserves. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> or wherever they may be, your yard or anybody else's. What is something uh, you think is underrated? Uh, yeah, okay. So cutting your own bangs is underrated because I did a great job. You nailed and it. Yeah. That's all I'm <laughs> and, um, Wait, have you, has there been a lot of trial and error, though? No, no. You oh. make the one mistake one time where you do this. Instead of cutting vertically, you cut horizontally one time and you look horrible and then you never do it again. And then you just do this and then uh-huh. you're chill. Oh, that's a trick. I didn't yeah, realize just that. Just vertical you cutting. Cut, you so, keep yeah. the scissors straight up and down because if you go yes. across, it's going to be a... It's gonna be <laughs> 
a Lloyd Wait, Christmas. Wait, hold on, Jack. Hold on, Jack. Pull your bangs down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Let us see. Let us see how that's looking. Oh, uh, he hit him. He hit him horizontally, didn't you? Uh, oh, I didn't know so that's, that's how you did that. Know. Hey, wow. Hey, you Jack know, went we're all full learning Deschanel. here. <laughs> Deschanel. Jack's out here looking like he's married to a property brother. God damn. Uh, <laughs> Wait, is she married to a property brother? Or they're like yes. dating fully, right? Uh, Are they they're married, married or? Oh, they're this married. Is, they're married. This is definitely one of those facts that I learned. I've learned multiple times, and it just won't enter my brain. I just it refuses. I know what I you just, mean when something's yeah. so shocking, you forget it after you learn it, yeah. and then the next it's time you're just as shocked. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, they're not married. I lied. They're. <laughs> Jamie. Oh, and they're, I don't know whether or not to be giddy about that. I remembered that fact about them. I was like, <laughs> I don't think they're married. I don't think it's like that. Yet. They're partnered. I don't it know. deserves giddiness. Wow. Uh, Jamie, to be fair though, Jamie, you've been shipping them since the early 2010s. You've been shipping (laughs) (laughs) Deschanel. Well, it was just like the logical conclusion of Zoe Deschanel is for her to do the lamest thing with her life that she could do, which is marry a property brother. It makes so much sense. Yeah, but which one is she dating? The less good looking one one or the the left? The left one. Okay. She's dating the weird looking one. Yeah, I figured. Is Thank that the you left for one recognizing the right that one is not. <laughs> yeah. The I actually don't know what the they same. look like. And I refuse to I just know them as left or right, bro. Whoa. They're fun d- <laughs> fact. Both of their shows entered the collective consciousness in the year of our Lord 2011. The New Girl They're and Property Brothers. New Girl so, and Property Bros. That's wow. probably how they met. Impossible. They're in, in America's <laughs> They're really- psyche. <laughs> I watched, there's like a new Property Brothers show that my aunt recommended to me that is called like, it's like the premise is that celebrities choose their friends who are not as rich as them and the Property Brothers show up and renovate a celebrity's friend's house. It's a very, it's so tenuous, but I watched an episode where it's Viola Davis. Oh, isn't it? Is it something like repaying the kindness of the people from their past or something? Is is that the one? Yeah, but it's like they're celebrities. Their friends are mostly fine. Like they don't. Right, right. But so they go to Viola Davis's friend, like college friend's house, and then they do what the Property Brothers do. They They just like torch the house of personality (laughs) and then it's a blindingly white like hellscape and viola davis is like thank you you're like (laughs) and favor repaid Uh, yeah (laughs) they just she ruined her college roommate's house (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) i would love yeah i would love if like the intro segments clearly the friend is like on like hard times and it's clear the celebrity friend has no interest in helping them at all right. and it's like yeah. a very simple way Just they could crossing like... it off a list yeah well, th- this <laughs> like, episode yeah. was really dark because it was like i guess that her friend's husband had passed away oh no and oh, no. they added like a record player that was built into the wall that had his signature written on it and viola davis was like Look, oh. and her friend was like, Ugh. "Like it was just <laughs> oh, fuck. so oh morbid and weird." I don't know. Uh, I love dark. making that decision for someone that they want to stare <laughs> at their dead spouse's yeah. 
like signature signature for the rest of their life it's like no you don't get to move on i've decided that for you (laughs) right it's gonna be built into the fucking foundation of this house this record player this home is now built on sadness (laughs) and don't worry we uh we took care of that creepy jar for you that was in the way those are his remains (laughs) oh fuck well Anyways, I, I would recommend this, this show. <laughs> well, we replaced it with a cookie jar. And that's just yummy. Oh, oh but open it. Open it. Look. <laughs> Lonely. So long. Why does it play that song when I open it? I don't know. It's be fun, we thought. We heard that was your favorite song with your dead husband. <laughs> they turn it like it's so every property house brothers is the same blindingly like white crypt it's horrifying dude that's like literally that my overrated you guys that's my really? overrated Is it really? you're stealing it it's boring celebrity houses like <laughs> Ka- kylie kanye etc hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah it's true dude. it's they their houses suck and we're seeing so much more of them now because of uh the quarantine but yeah they're just all they all look like they could be the same house like oh yeah yeah, I feel like it's it's uh, a person with no tastes idea of what taste is. You know right. what I mean? It's like yeah. uh, it's like those people that thought Crash was like a really good movie and deserved that Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have to be that kind of dumb person to think that that movie is smart and, right. and it made you feel good that you got it. But like it's the not a smart person's idea that was of a for tastefully like- designed home. <laughs> that was, yeah, so, yeah. Crash was for upper middle class white people to be like feel feel deep for like two seconds but like, it was Whoa. if you think about it though all right, we are that. all connected <laughs> oh yeah. man yeah. yeah god i mean so and that guy was racist what about in the beginning? sandra bullock and her housekeeper is her best friend how much did you die during that segment oh boy the whole, I've, I've, I've com- the whole i fully thing. put the film out of my mind i bravely but, have not seen it oh, oh i saw it years later because i like don't I, watch it now you'll don't. vomit it's at, the worst thing it's so bad like you should have medical uh, supervision watching that now, like with our eyes now. You have to see it. I, I'm kind of curious. I do want to see it. You know, the orange couch was the like feature of all fun tech offices. Like, what is the feature of all like modern celebrity homes? I feel like there's okay. Like- Gotta have thin necked vases. You can't put anything into <laughs> that are right. white or gray. Um, maybe right. black, but that's like if you're a rebel and it's in your like black room. You know what I mean? But that probably is a room you you'll never. You a black room. Yeah. A go- your goth room. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> have it. And then for sure, I would say couches that are white and carpets that are white for no mm-hmm. reason. And that makes it pretty clear that they cannot be living human lives there. Well, right. yeah, it just yeah, it yeah. has to feel like the most high stress environment for someone who has a job. <laughs> like, right. that's what it's like being in those homes you're like everything is too clean in here there's no way I could live like this I don't have the time to up maintain the whiteness and like sanctity of this everything like oh it's fine you just bleach everything I'm like oh you bleach everything or yeah. your staff does like what's going on here yeah I, I can't whenever I see that I feel so just sinister. I'm gonna dirty everything yeah who can I mean it just yeah it does seem like you're like oh I can afford to for this to not become dirty <laughs> like right. yeah it's like a weird flex yeah, yeah absolutely you'd rather pay people uh to clean a house over and over and over again 
than just live in a house that looks really nice and cozy that people might have to clean a little less. It's really relaxing, though. You know, it reminds me of um, we went to Crete once, and this is kind of like what we're replicating. I would rather be Britney Spears and burn my home gym down. Yeah, my gym down. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You know how that kind of thing happens. I mean, you know, like one thing to that. I said burn it down, mom. I don't know. Just give me a new gym. Yada, yada, yada. And then I murdered that whole family. And she says that she did it six months ago. I love it. Right. I can't. And she's still it. out of breath explaining it. <laughs> so, she's like, like I'm going to have to address <laughs> it. <laughs> but I also like the detail. She's celebrity. like, I only have two things to work out with now. <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't need that detail. I need uh, the details of the fire. Like that was yeah, the yeah. best celebrity news I've heard in months. Oh, it's great. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. What is something you think is overrated? Sourdough starter kits. Grow up. Oh, enough. Grow enough up. said. Oh, Grow Do you up. Have, have you have you baked a loaf though? Have you baked one? If I I'll know that I've 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 really gone off, you know, into another world if I even learn what a starter dough sa- sour dough. If I know what it looks like, <laughs> I'm on the wrong track in my life. I don't want to know what it looks like. I don't want to know how it works. I don't like seeing Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal doing it. I don't want to know. I don't want to eat it. I just, I got all like worked up about it yesterday. But yeah, I don't want to know anything about the sourdough. I saw Jake Gyllenhaal doing it in a YouTube clip and it made me upset. Yeah. It's weird not- how like we're even finding quarantine activities that were somehow like relegating to like basicness. Where it's like, yeah. oh, right now, if you're basic, you're making banana bread and sourdough, okay? Uh, but, it. it's, but it's also like everyone's just like, sort of like, we're trying to do something, but we still like, even though we're all in our houses, we're still trying to create a, like a hierarchy of activities still to be like, oh, actually, bread, pfft, I'm no. like smoking <laughs> weed, well, weed. It's like, also, don't listen to a word I say, because I'm like, yeah, I- I'm doing a friendly competition with my cat and my dog to see who shits on my stuff list. Yeah, so right. take that, if I start, If I start making food people can eat, I'm on the wrong track. <laughs> I need to take a look at my life. If I haven't 3D printed PVC armor for my pets, uh, then something's really going wrong. Well, I'm less bothered by like bread of people like that are like right it's like mainly celebrity bread i don't know something about the celebrity uh, bread celeb bread does celeb bread i'm just I, it just rubs me the wrong way i don't <laughs> know what it is I, I was talking about it with my dad on the phone yesterday and then he he went on like a different tangent that also made no sense where he was like well my father used to deliver 500 loaves of wonder bread a day and if everyone started making their own bread, he'd be screwed. But it, that's a moot point because he's dead. Right. <laughs> that's a good point. So there are no sta- And also, I don't think we're even close to becoming a society where people are homemaking their own bread. Like, I don't think we've put Wonder Bread out um, of business. Dude, America's built on like defanging people and taking away the skills that make them less reliant on like consumption. Like it's it's built that way. Don't worry, nobody's nobody's gonna try and learn how to make white bread all of a sudden. But my gr- like my point. grandfather ate a loaf of white bread a day. <laughs> no. Yeah, in his chair, and then he died at sixty-four. Do you think the two could be connected? Wait, he would eat an in- no. Are you are you serious? He would eat an entire loaf of like that was his food for the day. 
that's no there was other food as well he's a pretty big guy but there was uh there that's i mean that I, he died when i was very little but that's like the family lore was that he worked for wonder bread and at the dog track and that between jobs he would eat a loaf of bread wow and eat a dog and then Every, eat a dog after that eat job. a greyhound and yeah. A, yeah with a bunch of bedding um, stubs yeah I uh, I do wonder if some of this self-sufficiency making stuff from home is part of America's collective unconscious realizing uh, fuck capitalism, maybe. I don't know. That could be I also nice. was going to say that you said uh, that, it, that it's not bad to make food people can eat, but if you change the punctuation and you're making food people, uh, <laughs> that, right. that gets weird. That's, that's usually that's a sign a that you've slope. been... Yeah, but I think for inside too long, I think bread offers people a thing like if you're not normally creative, it gives you the same satisfaction any creative person has in that you're working on something and there's an outcome fairly quickly that you can assess and Mm -hmm. it gives you feedback and then you can begin iterating like on your loaf. You're like, oh, okay, so I got to do this. It's like I think it's just it helps people feel like you're fucking making some shit. Cause I know I've had that urge too. I'm even like fucking give me a Lego set or some shit. You're always yeah. iterating on your loaf. I've always said that. about Yeah, you. exactly. <laughs> iterating um, on loaves, the new EP from miles gray. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And speaking of the name Bernard, uh, the Musk (laughs) and Grimes child will probably need to have an actual name, it turns out. Uh, Uh, We we still haven't gotten a a pronunciation of of their uh, current name, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, all we know is X and then the A-E or the L. Okay, so as we look at it, it's the X, that A-E shit, then fucking... O A A through twelve, A hyphen twelve. That's the name as uh-huh. we read each character. A Grimes, through twelve. I like that pronunciation, Miles. I like A through twelve. I'm gonna just I'm gonna hit <laughs> him with that just to make it as absurd as possible. That's kind of nice. I'm on Grimes kind of broke it down just so you know it's not a bunch of bullshit. Okay, it means a lot to me and Elon <laughs> Ruby Pockets Musk. Uh, <laughs> X stands for the unknown variable, while A E is the Elven spelling of I love. And or artificial intelligence. A twelve yes, equals Chinese. Yeah. A twelve equals the precursor to SR seventeen, our favorite aircraft. No weapons, no defenses, just speed. Great in battle, but nonviolent. And Great a, in battle, but nonviolent? Yeah. What and the fuck a, does that mean? And A equals Archangel. Uh-huh. So yeah. just name your why baby. Don't you shut Archangel. the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, but based on that naming convention, like that—that's just bunch of shit that they like. That's all. Yeah, that's it's, all a, that it's is. more of a list than a name. It's not how names yeah. work. But and it reads I, that way. According yeah. to this naming convention, my first child shall be known as IDAHH 0304OG. Okay. Now IDAHH okay. uh, from my favorite DMX album. It's dark and hell's hot. 0304 for the Arsenal Invincible season of 2003-2004 and OG of my course. favorite strain of Kush. Okay, so that's what my child's name is. Please please leave us alone. <laughs> They're going to get yeah. so upset when they go to the uh souvenir store and there's no little license plate with their name on it. There's no little <laughs> California license plate that says Ida 0304 OG. Miles, uh, why would you do that? 
Yeah. I would love uh, to leave them alone. Like I, I don't want to think about oh. them ever again. Like you know the they're yeah. acting the like stop, like leave us alone. It's like yeah, we don't want to talk to you. Like Sarah, I'll spend look, all my money like uh, stocking gift stores at amusement parks with the name X A E A through thirteen. So when the kid, <laughs> so they take like, their kid, it's like, yes. fuck, yeah. it's not mine, no, Mom. It's just like, you idiot. We had them all except that one. Uh-huh. Uh, I like I Baby Grusk. For. I think that was a great name, Baby yeah. Grusk. <laughs> um, but according to the law in Los Angeles, or California, presumably, presumably that's where the baby was born, they can only incorporate like letters from the English alphabet, no numbers or special characters, so... This I mean, just seems like the so, last it's, so it's just going to be X X A A. Why? I just, um, you know, if you name your kid X anything, anything, you're just going to call your kid X. So just name your kid X. Yeah. Right. X going to give call it to you. Speaking mm-hmm. of, it's dark. And dark hell man is X. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, sure. X. Um, that's actually. Uh, and then there, then there was X. Okay. This is bad. like this is the I'm perfect name. This is the perfect name for a for the child of two big nerds because nerds also think that a list of things they like is an identity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm just yeah, uh, I'm so absolutely sick of these losers there. Yeah. Uh, everyone, when I read the words our favorite aircraft, I puked. I our puked. favorite <laughs> I puked. aircraft. They're, our I favorite hate, aircraft our, is our favorite amazing. aircraft. I well, that's them. how I know I'm not in love because Her Majesty and I don't have a shared favorite, a favorite aircraft. aircraft. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are a fake ass couple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this could have been you, Miles. Could have been us, but, you but I'm playing. playing. I'm playing with You're these playing. real names. Oh, I'm so exhausted with 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 this couple. Do you think I like, like when if, I like that they, they did a fake reverse etymology of of their child's name where it was like A AI is artificial intelligence, but then they notice that it's also like the the word for love in Chinese. I think. What uh, it, I, I is Japanese, and then they were like, "Yeah, we did that on too. purpose. That's on purpose." Right. Oh, with Japanese, yeah. So they were like, "Yeah, we meant we were doing that." It's like a double meaning. Yeah, so that's also right, what it sure. means, right? Uh, but like, you could look at an actual name and. And like do Say all it. sorts of like shit like and then this is the thirteenth letter in the alphabet and thirteen stands for like you can do that same shit if you want to. That's why numerology with a, rules. An actual name that you can say out loud. You don't need to uh, give your child a unpronounceable name. I'm gonna. It's just gonna be so annoying. Like even to them, like very quickly. Yeah, it's like this kid will not. Li- if if this kid likes it, they're even worse than. Their parents. If, if this kid likes this is what's gonna happen. Name. They're gonna they're gonna try and get that child's name like legally changed to that, and they're gonna say no, and they're gonna be like, "Well, then fuck that. We don't want a kid." <sighs> yeah. Well, that that's I um I do I like see that. that. Uh, oh my god. <sighs> Jesus. I'm just sick I like of them. that. The Grimes Neil had this whole thing about how she was like. Interesting to me. Oh, it is. Should we talk about that? There, we talked about it a little bit the other day. I don't think that there's any updates other than they're still messy as fuck, and it's kind of funny. I just like for ukulele goths is my favorite term. The ukulele I learned. goth, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think I got to get into that whole aesthetic now. Yeah, <sighs> ukulele goths, uh, mime makeup, <laughs> circus, vaguely circusy stuff. You know, maybe a, a steampunk harmonicum. culture gone awry. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
black tutus and like striped tights. Something about your heart mm. being ripped out of your body Black by, a, by a marionette. <laughs> some hor- There's just going to be some really There's shitty music stuff, videos. There's always puppet stuff, puppet metaphors. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. They're dolls, you know? They're just They're dolls. dolls. Aren't way, we all? Sorry, we're all dolls. We are all our dolls. We are all dolls. We're all our dolls. <laughs> Actually, we're all and, dolls. <laughs> oh, and our hearts are pretty fragile. What is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Um, I'm gonna take it back to what I just said about like what audiences want, right? There's this conventional wisdom in Hollywood about a lot of things that is just, it's all convention and no wisdom. So a few examples, like when I was coming up in the film industry, you'd be told like female driven action movies don't work. Like you can't make a successful female driven action movie. And like, I remember thinking like, that doesn't really make any sense to me. Uh, why wouldn't they? And you'd be told something like, well, men won't go see women-driven action movies, but like women will go see male-driven action movies, so you should never make a male-driven, a female-driven action movie. And it's like, I don't know, Titanic was kind of a female-driven action movie. That did pretty well. Like all, yeah. really Easy all of James, Cam- all of James yeah. Cameron's movies are sort of fundamentally female-driven action movies, and he has made most of the it's biggest movies all right. of all time. Yeah. So, so like that's a big one. The other big one that, that, frustrates me personally as a black person is uh oh well you can't sell black movies abroad like there's an audience in the u.s but like you know people outside of the u.s don't want to see black people on screen and i'm just kind of like sony emails were shocking the the whole thing about the equalizer and equalizer 2 was like black doesn't travel guys i i don't want to be the one to say it because i'm Denzel's my favorite actor of all time. I was just like, shut the fuck up, man. Right, but it, but the wild part about it is when you really think about it, right? Like, okay, let's just say that people believe that for whatever reason, right? But then you step back and you're like, okay, so wait a minute. You want me to believe that hip-hop is the most important cultural force worldwide over the last 40 years. Anywhere you go, you can hear hip-hop. Literally anywhere. Uh, people root for black athletes on their local teams, no matter where they are in the world. But somehow, when it comes to movies, they're not interested. Right. Oh, and also Denzel, Will Smith, all these guys have been like crushing it internationally for years, and like even coming to America did like three hundred million dollars foreign. So right. like, there's this weird sort of uh, racism, and then like the wildest part about it was so the the most recent excuse people use is like, look, yeah, things are getting better like in Europe and elsewhere, but like China's a real problem. Like China's super racist. Mm. Chinese people don't want to see black people. And I was in Shanghai two years ago, and I was walking back to my hotel late at night, and right above the hotel, there's an ad for the new iPhone, and it features a black model. Like, the photo is a black woman. I just remember thinking, like, oh, so Apple thinks they can sell their products with black faces, but somehow movie people don't think they can sell their products with black faces. Right. And I realized that it was, like, this weird double racism. It's, like, it's, it's folks in the business who are neither black nor Asian saying, it's not us that's racist right. it's right. them right. that's racist right. and it's yeah. like look yes there's anti-blackness everywhere like let's be clear and it comes from at its root white supremacy but like they're getting that from the culture that we export right, <laughs> right. like there's this amazing video of like man on the street interviews in korea after black panther came out and one of the interviewees is like yeah, I mean, it was amazing. Like, we've never seen black people on screen this way. They're usually like, you know, hip hop stars or criminals. And I'm like, they're not seeing that on Korean television or like the local right. news. They're right. seeing it from other Hollywood movies. Absolutely. And that's the, the assumption that they make about 
about sort of what black people are and sort of are limited by. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's a, again, it's a frustration. There's like a moral and ethical issue there. But I'm also just kind of like, I'm trying to get this money by making movies and there's money to be had on these movies because people want to see them. Like Black Panther didn't make a billion dollars because no one wants to see black people in movies. Right, right. So like maybe be less racist and sexist and we can all make more money. Seems like a good plan. Yeah. 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 Right. And those like conversations never take into account either. Like what you were just saying of, of like how like when you do see black characters or you see women or you see like really anyone uh, on screen written poorly and written to stereotypes like that is a turnoff for a lot of viewers or they're like oh you know like but then when you actually write a character or give a writer with some lived experience and not just uh someone that is like a whatever like a, a white guy who's been working in hollywood for 500 years usually mm-hmm. it works and if there's like the marketing money put behind it too which is like another thing that just doesn't isn't doesn't even come up in those conversations of like well are you investing in this movie at all or are you just like dooming it to fail by assuming it couldn't possibly succeed yeah yeah Yeah, it's wild i mean um the yeah on that question i've asked that question a bunch like so how much marketing money did you put behind it and they're like well we didn't because it's not possible to succeed i'm like (laughs) you don't (laughs) Uh-huh. You don't see the circular logic uh-huh. here? Like, I'm yeah, not yeah. the smartest person in the world, but I'm pretty sure that's flawed logic. Yeah. Guys, real quick, should we talk about the Florida guy who got busted it's, camping on? It's just yeah. in a, it, it really, it, it's just a fun story. I like because it. Because 40, a 42 year old man, okay, yeah, named man. Richard McGuire, he was arrested last week. Dick McGuire. Because <laughs> they caught him. Basically camping on this old Disney World island, like in the on the property of Disney World, Discovery Island, that used to be like a wild animal attraction and all this other stuff. And people basically there were allegations of animal abuse and things like that. And the park had other developments like Animal Kingdom. They're like, all right, we can just shutter this whole 11 acre island. So this guy apparently just got like a. The, the great idea when they found him, he said when he was arrested, he told the deputies, he said he had entered the island to go camping on Monday or Tuesday and planned on staying there for about a week. And he was just like, just said, I didn't I didn't know that, like, you know what the deal was. It just looks like a tropical paradise like uh, because it. <laughs> it was like, you know, they would put all this like flora and fauna there to make it look like as tropical as possible because it was an attraction. Now it's just completely overgrown. And. It wasn't until like a couple Disney employees like spotted him like walking around on the island from like a boat or something. They're like, wait, what the fuck? I think some guy is camping like on the (laughs) property. So they had to use boats fucking uh, (laughs) like on foot. I think a fucking helicopter at one point. And they were like blaring over PA systems like, yo, come out like you're trespassing. And the guy just came out and apparently said, Sorry, dude, I didn't, he claims, did not see or hear them due to being asleep in one of the buildings on the island. Okay, this is great. This is like Eminem style, lose yourself, one life, one opportunity. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Okay, do not miss your chance to blow, right? Probably had some of mom's spaghetti on his shirt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You also say that 42, like that's shocking, but have you seen the people who are too into Disney? They're all 42. They're all like... The whole Disney YouTube community is 42. Yeah. It's a thing that happens to I mean, us they- whites at the age of 42. We go on a Mormon-like journey where we must just take a, a year off to be obsessed with Disney. Oh, 
Did you ever go to Discovery Island? I've I've never been to World, so I'm completely ignorant of you know all of the fantastic things that live. Uh, I was not there. aware that exists. I didn't know that that was a thing. It and and was, I watched those roller coaster YouTube channels. I, didn't know. <laughs> I I saw it with your new form of edging. Um, <laughs> Discovery Island was once called Treasure Island. It was opened in 1979. Been closed since '99. Oh wow! Wow! So, and like, there's so a they've there's been a, keeping it up enough for somebody to camp there. No, there's a YouTube video of a dude who went there recently. Like, clearly just trespassed. Like one of those like urban explorer type YouTube uh, channels, mm-hmm. and it full on looks like a place that has not been like operating for you know twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like some of the an- fixtures are not fully rotten, but it's completely like overgrown. Yeah. Man. Love it. Good for him. Something to aspire to, gang. Fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like fun, and hopefully you don't get shot while doing it. Sorry, June, what is a myth? What's something you know to be false that people think is true or vice versa? I know, and I have known for some time, that um, open plan offices are actually really bad. Mm. Yeah. I may be rocking the boat a little bit here, with my hot take, but uh, open plan offices are the worst fucking thing to happen to offices since offices were invented. Um, Open plan offices are distracting for everybody. They do not enhance creativity. All they do is make it so you have to yell all the time because everybody is talking and you have to yell over them. And now (laughs) I have been proven right by the coronavirus because it turns out that um, a lot of companies are trying to redesign their open plan offices because open plan offices extremely conducive to spreading diseases. Yeah. Yeah. So now places are trying to get like plexi basically sneeze guards around every cubicle, you know, raising a half wall to a higher wall transparently, almost like a room, but not quite. <laughs> Here's right. the, I like, like I don't want to like yeah, it's like I don't want to like trigger Gen X. I know that Gen X put a lot of effort into hating cubicles, but like yes. I fuck with cubicles. I've never had a problem with them. I like having my own little space. Yep. And like it's the- called soundproofing. Also, like the point of the cubicle is like you can't really hear people that well. Right. Like it's because yeah, there's like natural baffling in the panels of your cubicle. And in yes. an, I mean, it, it, this is maybe a more, but like you don't, I don't like. Having a coworker having such, I don't like knowing what's going on in the tabs near me because I'm always going to look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm always and then looking over at other people's tabs. Like, and then they're always looking at you. And then they're always looking at your tabs. And no one wants to know what's and in I the tabs. And I just want to look at earrings no. that I'm not going to buy. Right. Exactly. Well, that's the exactly. fun thing don't, about it is like, don't you get to rush s- me. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think that's the, those are all the, you know, the, the office, it's funny because the office used to be like the pinnacle of like doing it. You're like, I got an office. You know what I mean? Like I have my own, right. office, I have my own fucking door and shit. And then yeah. there was this like swing where it's like, you know, that's like for our, that's like for grandpa. Like, you know, like let's just kind of, let's make it like kindergarten, but with desks and way more stress. What if the kids yeah. went in the cubbies? so wait they want just like clear sneeze guards so that you're like in a little glass gotta be able to see each other jamie you gotta be able to see see your screen see it doesn't solve the tab issue see we need opaque guard i i'm not i'm not advocating for transparent tabs uh, through a sneeze guard is a nightmare 
that would make yeah, you feel, I think, even more of like a prisoner that you already dealing with the tab thing and people can see into your tab. Now you're in this like plexiglass menagerie. It's all. Yeah. Seeing the tabs makes me brings out an ugly side of me because then I just start like <laughs> I'd like it. I, I, I start texting my friend being like this fucking they're Oh, they're just on eBay.com. And then like I'm also on eBay.com. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just like this fucking uh, slack. This MF is checking Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, right, I was right, like, exactly. Oh, I am tweeting like, this. Oh, it's like they yeah. they're looking they're looking for Drusilla from Buffy merch. Like, what the fuck? Why Drusilla? <laughs> exactly. I don't want anyone to know what's going on on my eBay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think your desktop should be private. Yeah. I think it's well, I mean, a, a man's right to have nobody look at his desktop while he's no. browsing. That's yeah, another and- Zoom anxiety too. Of like people are sharing their desktops on Zoom, and I like every time I would, never, I would never, I would never. You're just like what every time kind I get of- in a situation where somebody has to share screens with me, I put all of my shit that's on my desktop into a new folder and I title it Epstein theories. <laughs> <laughs> so it just looks like there's nothing on my desktop. It's right. totally clean except for this one Dude, little no, folder. Make multiple Epstein theory V1, Epstein theory V2, Epstein theories V3, V4, V5, V6. <laughs> Epstein theories 2020. In so a general, every, like, inundate in a, your desktop. In a general sense, people who share their screen with you on Zoom have no inner life and nothing to fear. Um, <laughs> or a work computer that's separate from well, the yeah. other computer. Right, yeah. The or, only yeah. time I've done a screen share is for work. Uh, other times, I think like Zoom, I, I, it's weird. I don't like to use Zoom all the time to like interact. Sometimes I use Google Hangouts like with certain friend groups just to feel like it's like Zoom's become my home too, where it's like, uh oh, can't have my work and my pleasure blur into one app now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to delineate somehow between things that are the same. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and uh, talk about some bullshit. And we're back. Guys, let's talk about <laughs> Dr. Fauci real quick. Uh, okay. Fine. I want to I want to get everybody's read. So, he's hot, one right? Are you asking me if I would fuck Dr. Fauci? Is he? Yeah. I don't think he's hot. Is he? I don't okay. think anybody really thinks he's hot. I think everybody I think is, everyone is like, you know, really projecting onto Dr. Fauci. Just because somebody okay. is saving your life doesn't mean that you need to want to fuck them. Well, for speak sure. for yourself. Speak for yourself. Speak. For yeah. Yourself. So there are three Maryland based microbiologists who uh, created a group chat to uh, and this is a quote gush over uh, Fauci in, in private. And then they created like a uh, a Twitter um, and first of all, is the, the phrase gush over, is that like, I've used that phrase since I was a kid to be like, oh, they're really gushing over that thing. Does that just mean, does that come from the idea no. that people are like coming about a thing? No, no, no. no. Oh, oh my God. That would be just horrible. That it's flowing. Uh, that would be horrible. Like, However, like I will hydrant. say, I think of, yeah, like gush over is like when you talk about someone a lot. Um, but oh, uh, I know. And yeah, an old, but an old-fashioned thing to do is when somebody um kind of like exclaims to call it ejaculating. Um, Ooh. and I used to like as a mm. kid, I would read a lot of like kind of like turn of the century like kids books, and the, and when somebody like exclaimed something, they would say like, "Wow, ejaculated. he ejaculated." <laughs> um, it is and very I, funny when kids. I never don't thought know I didn't know mean. that it meant anything else. 
And right. my mom at one point, I think, saw it in one of my books. And she was like, sneakily was like, Sarah, what does ejaculating mean? And I was like, <laughs> it means when somebody's like talking loud. And she was like, okay. Uh-huh. Sarah, what does ejaculating mean? Dude, when yeah, I yeah, do yeah, like totally. nuts. Whoa. <laughs> 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 What the fuck are you? Well, those, what are those fucking that. boxcar children getting up to? <laughs> um, there was, were there like words when you were a kid that you just like straight up you just for a very long time just were using it totally wrong? There is. I didn't know what pe- I thought. Pedophile meant bad teacher because of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Because of an episode of Degrassi that I saw. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, what episode of Degrassi? Oh there was a teach. There was some episode <laughs> where Emma on Degrassi goes like, more like Mr. Pedophile, and me and my cousin called another teacher Mr. Pedophile because we thought that that meant like he's just a shitty teacher, and we got in trouble at camp. Uh. <laughs> wow. Mr. Flanagan was not a pedophile. He was simply a bad teacher. <laughs> Um, I, I remember job. reading on the internet as a child that a pig's orgasm lasts for 30 minutes and I didn't know what orgasm was but I kind of vaguely knew that it was bad um, <laughs> and so I asked my mom what it meant <laughs> and she wouldn't tell me <laughs> whoa then I, it's like you're super gonna find out and get bad info but that's the weird thing is like I don't I don't know if I did I could have just googled what is an orgasm but I didn't <laughs> I guess there. I didn't really think of the it was I it was I at a time know. where I th- I thought of the internet as a very different place, not just a place where yeah. you could type in a question and get an answer, but right. uh, one where you had to go to like a Yahoo Music page in order to watch your favorite music videos on their weird Ugh. flash player. A simpler time, yeah. yeah. Well, guys, Dr. Fauci has been giving people thirty-minute long pig orgasms uh, <laughs> for for a long time uh, since a there was a 1991 romance novel by a writer named Sally Quinn, and according to Quinn, she was seated next to Fauci at a DC dinner event and like fell in love with him. He was like so charming and. She saw what these three microbiologists who created the Fauci fan club saw because she then made him the hero of her novel, uh, which was, I think, a a big success. It was called Happy Endings. And Ugh. yeah, the, she was like... The subject matter is weird. Ugh. Yeah, so the subject matter... So he, before he was uh, our guy who was just, you know, having to endure the the bullshit of the Trump administration during this pandemic. He was the guy who was having to endure the bullshit of the Reagan administration during the AIDS crisis. Um, he, like, abandoned his career uh, to study HIV AIDS in 1981 because he just, like, had an intuition that this was going to get out of control. Um, and he was, like, the main kind of person for HIV AIDS in the Reagan administration, but because the Reagan administration was so backwards and conservative and homophobic, uh, they like, he became kind of associated with a really like shitty HIV uh, policy and became, there were like chants outside of the white house of fuck you Fauci. Um, But then he like won the protesters over by just being, who he is, like a kind of listening to them and Hot uh, caring about human life. Them. Oh, yeah, that's wild. Um, caring about human but life. But this, 
but the story of the of the novel is that he is like the uh czar of hiv aids and is treating the president uh who secretly has aids while uh, having an affair with the former first lady oh um, no and oh the uh, scientist is having an affair with the, the former first lady is, not, yeah. not the, the president gotcha yeah, yeah. um what? i don't know it's huh? it's pretty uh pretty steamy stuff it's so funny how like in the thing it was like there, there were some pretty interesting, uh, like JM who wrote the piece, like had some excerpts of some of the reviews that were pretty seemed pretty scathing, uh, but also like the hearing about just the dynamic of the doctor. It's like he resisted because he was married and Jewish, and she is neither. <laughs> it's like what? Okay. And then the doctor character would say lines like you are like a tumor in my brain which is getting larger and larger each day hot. that's hot oh i'm so you can see yeah. why he was seen as irresistible i'm a uh, i uh i want to know why is the new york times reviewing this romance novel i think I it's think because that, the woman because she used to write for the washington post the author sally quinn was oh. like a respected washington post uh journalist that's and, funny and then she wrote yeah. this romance Jesus. novel Whoa! Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm not. You know, people are writing fanfic in in quarantine. I mean, who, who are we? Right. No, yeah, I mean, no, this people is have been fine. writing fanfic it's just so, for a long time. It's very funny to me that um that the New York Times has this like like this is from the New York Times review of the book when it came out um you know um. All the characters are made from the stuff of yesterday's Hollywood. Allison and Sadie are so interchangeably gorgeous and accomplished, and their men, Des and Michael Lanzer, are so charismatic and macho that they seem to speak with a single voice. I'm like, yeah, have you never read a fucking romance novel? They're all the same. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you complaining? <laughs> oh, I love um, I mean, that way to legitimize this uh, this art. Yeah, yeah, there was also... Yeah, it's great art. There was a thing, what is... There's a line about, like... One of the reviewers was pointing to an interview she gave in the 70s. Uh, it says, by reputation. Did you read that part? No. About how Quinn is, fl- Quinn is flippancy incarnate. On paper, such repartee can look, arch- uh, can look arch and contrived. With wit, as with charm, you usually had to be there. And then they go on about some of these uh, like sex scenes. And, se- and then they say, this from someone who once answered the hand-wringing of other women journalists with, being blonde doesn't hurt. And that was something that apparently I was like looking into that in the seventies, people were asking like, you know, about being a journalist. And she was like, you know, you can take advantage of like a situation. Maybe they're more comfortable with you. Maybe there's flirtation insinuation. And then like she said, and also being blonde doesn't hurt. And apparently a lot of the women who were like there at this talk were like, that's like the most backwards thing. Like we're all here (laughs) trying to like learn some shit. And that was the answer you gave. So it's interesting to see that like, that quote, I, I guess, must have been infamous because that was 18 years before the book came out. Yeah, I think this is a big <sighs> deal. This book was a big deal at the time. Mm. I see. That makes sense. And it also makes it so much funnier that it was so viciously panned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, this is hot. This is some really hot tea right now. This is hot 1991 co- tea. But here's the thing. like, co- Clearly, Fauci's got the Kavorka for a certain type of personality. Oh, for like, sure. For sure. There's, I mean, there. I don't know what. That's what I'm trying to figure out. What is it? Purely, is it the hope that he offers, and that's what it is—the juxtaposition of this absolute ignoramus 
uh, in chief and then uh, like someone a learned person just next to it and it's like that's so fucking hot right now like someone yeah who's i think a so scientist. especially because like it's the same thing that's happening with Cuomo is people are like, wow, I love Cuomo. He's so amazing. And it's like, he's actually doing a really bad job, but he's still doing way better than Trump. So, right. you know, yeah. people people think he's, he, it's like, wow, he's so reassuring right now. It's like, yeah, compared to Trump, the like yeah. man with dementia who doesn't give a fuck about anyone else or like can't conceptualize who he is or what he's doing. Like, yeah, anybody looks hot next to him. It's like, you know, you bring you bring someone who looks worse than you to the bar to make you look good that's it's basic uh, so, science guys so fauci on tinder it's him and trump in his profile pic. yeah it's him next to trump and he's he's <laughs> and he's you're pointing like, oh, at trump yeah. like can you fucking believe this guy and you're like oh my god <laughs> like the photo is of <laughs> me you are looking for but me there's you also, are swiping for me <laughs> <laughs> there's also the the thing of like on paper he is really like the the perfect romance novel lead he's a doctor um, he right. seems to like give a shit about people. You know, he's very smart, and you know, by athletic. by Quinn's, uh, yeah, he's uh, athletic. He's like um, the guy who's the star of the uh, Doctor Robert Langdon, the star of uh, the fucking Da Vinci Code, and and you know, Dan oh, Brown boy. books. Yeah, like in he's those, a puzzle in expert though. That guy, yeah. he's the best. Well, like, at, like not only is he a, jumbles. <laughs> yeah, he's like a puzzle expert, but he's also like a swimmer. And um, actually, his students call him the Dolphin because he's always swimming laughs. <laughs> 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 this is canon. This Those is canon. Wow. Dr. Robert so Langdon. Canon. Those yeah, books are the Origins incredible. book is is really good. Yeah, because they like okay. really go into like, wow, he's like all his girl students have crushes on him, and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like you could mm-hmm. cast Fauci as this, right? Yeah, they're like his core. the The shape of his core reminded us of a Roman statue. Like, yeah, <laughs> Jamie. What, <laughs> Jamie? What is a myth? What's something people think is true? You know, to be false. Okay, so this is also a food-related thing. Uh, a myth is that if you make the food smaller on purpose, you'll eat less of the food. <laughs> we, I've been experimenting with this. Okay. We've, we've been experimenting with this in the home. Where so my boyfriend's been making cookies, like ba- like basic, you know, no- nothing wild but just cookies and then we had a brilliant idea while we were trying to stop our animals from shitting on our stuff (laughs) we were like what maybe we'd eat less cookies if we made the cookies really small Mm -hmm. Uh and then it turns out you just eat the same amount of cookies and you feel worse because you feel like you ate 12 cookies cookies. yeah Yeah. turns out our stomachs just don't resolve to numerical values well, I it's thought like, but I like, had three teeny ones stomach. Hello, feel like it's expanded. I really, I really went into it with some Polly Pocket logic of like this is just as good as a regular doll. It, but it's very small. But you get right, the same right. amount of joy from it. I tried to apply that logic to cookies, and it didn't work. Have you tried anything else or cookies? You're one and done. You're like, all right, tried it. Don't need. We're done there. Well, the, well, the nice thing about the the cookie, the small cookies, is that I that they're fun and I like them. So we're gonna keep them small, but we're not gonna try to regulate <laughs> what the we, amount. Like quarter size? What are we talking? Like little famous Amos? I'll grab one points? during the break. They're okay. pretty. They're pretty small. Some of the like cookie crisp size, or how, not, how small? Are not we talking? quite that small. I would say about about not longer than a thumb. Oh, pretty okay. small cookies. Okay. And I you're, you're, yeah. you're taking these from like the prefab uh, cookie dough that you buy at the store and just like cutting, making it into little smaller Roll uh, it up. balls. Yeah, make little, little tiny cookies. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Put them in the cookie jar, see how long they last. Yeah. 
Do they cook quicker? Do they bake fast? They when cook, you, when they you cook a lot. Well, that's yeah, that's another problem is you can get a lot of cookies much faster. Because <laughs> <laughs> they do cook you faster. You said that with such glee in your eye. <laughs> but that's the thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here's the thing you need to know. All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.